Welcome once again to Not Playing with Lex and Dan, the only podcast you're listening to right now. I'm Lex. I'm Dan, unless you're listening to another podcast, which we might also be on. Let's be honest. It's There's a chance. Not Playing, of course, the podcast where we watch movies that most of the world has seen, but the one or both of us have missed. And this is our football season, if you will. I will. Will you? Uh, I'm out. Okay. All right. I'm back. Dan, uh, this movie... This week, this time, is Rudy. Have you ever seen Rudy? Nope, never have. Rudy, a 1993 classic. What do you know about it? That's the question on everybody's mind, at least mine. Okay, so here's what I know. One, uh, I know that Rudy is played by Sean Astin. That is correct. I, wait, okay. <laughs> I, you answer, yes. <laughs> I couldn't tell if there's still a delay. <laughs> I, just want, I, want, I, want to be, I want a little affirmation. There also is, but yes. The answer is yes. I had to double check it, but yes, it is Sean Astin. And I believe this is, so we mentioned last week it is college football, which I knew, I think it's, is it Notre Dame? Notre Dame? I believe one that of those? is correct. It is Which Notre one of those? Is it, it, is our is it Notre Dame or Notre Dame? It's Notre Dame. Notre okay. Dame, I think, is a the cathedral. Yeah. Yep. And okay. Notre Dame is a college in America. <laughs> They're spelled the same, though, which is confusing. They are. And I believe it centers around the fact that he's like, he's too small to play football, right? Like, isn't that kind of the premise? Yes. Yes, okay. you nailed that. All right. I also have a detail from my wife, which I'm sharing for you and our listeners. Okay. Mm-hmm. I gather there is a, I, I'm guessing towards the beginning of the movie, uh, there is a, a young Rudy. Like, there's a scene with an, a young actor mm-hmm. playing him as a kid. Go on. My wife worked with that actor. <laughs> Oh, Not in an acting capacity, just in a totally, I, when that kid grew up and eventually stopped being an actor, probably I think, I think when she was a management consultant. Anyways, so she worked with that actor. That's a fact. D- does, does the name Luke Massery sound familiar? No, I don't remember the name. Okay. I'll have I to know ask that's her. one of the actors who plays a young Rudy. Do you know any other of the actors? Uh, you will recognize some, but do you know offhand other actors who are in the film? Um, more famous than people who used to work yeah well that's pretty famous uh off the top of my head i cannot think of any i also don't know what era this is set in although is it based on a true story it's based on a true story right i don't know if it is oh okay all right (laughs) maybe not i haven't done all of my homework either apparently i'm not gonna look it up it is a it is a biographical sports film it is an account of a real story yes it is based on a true story. It's funny because I have seen this movie several times and I remembered it as being much older than it is. It's from 1993. If I was guessing, I would have guessed it was from like 87, 88, which I guess is not that far before 93, but it, it I don't know. Let's put it this way. I can kind of remember the commercials for it. Like, I don't, not, mm. not of any substance, but I kind of remember that I saw the commercials for it. And I always get it confused with, there's a movie, I want to say it came out around the same time, and this one I'm going to look at. Rudy, the Rudy Giuliani story? Is yep, that the that's one what it is. With? You nailed it. Mm-hmm. No, 92. Also a college sports movie, uh, School Ties. Oh, School Ties. Very different film. Yes, that one. And I think that's the problem is I get them confused. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to say Teen Wolf when you were talking about it. it's like late 80s, early 90s. It's about college sports. And I was like, he's going to say Teen Wolf. There's a, there's a wolf. I don't know. I, I don't pay attention to the details. Yeah. Have you seen Teen Wolf 2? T-O-O? 
I'm can I can I level with you, Lex? You haven't even seen Teen Wolf. I haven't seen Teen Wolf. Oh man, it's not a football movie though. I know it's a basketball movie. <laughs> that is correct. It is correct. Save it for the basketball season. Stars, uh, Teen Wolf Two stars Jason Bateman as the Michael J. Fox role, or really as his cousin, who is also a and wolf. He boxes, but it's the same movie. It's the same movie, like beat for beat, except now it's boxing instead of basketball. Like, well, how can we make this less universal? How can we make this less appealing? And they did. Also, I believe all the same movie as Airbud. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it. There's a dog. He plays sports. I understand. So you know that Rudy is a, about Notre Dame. Um, that we'll see young Rudy, and that he's. Uh, what did you say you knew about the title character? He's small. He's small. Like maybe too small to play the game of football. But he's tough. Well, he's at least got heart. Yeah, and he, and he sticks with it. I think he carries the football all the way. And then when, you know, someone else on the team uh, is carrying the football, he carries them up like a mountain. And I'm just going to keep going with the Sam Gamgee (laughs) joke for a while because it's Sean Astin and what can you do? Does that mean anything to you? (laughs) I haven't seen that film, but I understood. (laughs) I'm familiar with the story. How have you never seen any of those? I just, I don't know. That's just not for me. I just don't, I don't like fantasy. I know. I don't get it. I don't understand. You and I are so close in so many ways and yet we, we radically depart there. I I don't understand it at all. It's like, it's my same issue with Harry Potter where it's like, oh no, we're in a, horrible unavoidable unsolvable situation wait i'll cast my unavoidable situation spell we're fine again like it, it loses the drama for me that's my problem whereas college football movies, <laughs> then, <laughs> that's that's your bread and butter that's where you see people overcoming adversity addressing challenges tackling if you will the hardships that life brings them i don't know but and bear with me here what if they had wands <laughs> <laughs> You know, I do like football, and there is no good football game for the Nintendo Switch. EA hasn't made a Madden for the Switch yet, and uh, I was looking at various football games today as we record this, and there's some that's like super, I don't know what it's called, it was like super mutant football, where it oh, is. Oh, like mut- mutant league football? Yeah, that's yeah, that's a classic. That's all the way back to the original yeah, Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. And apparently they make it for Switch, but that's it didn't work. It didn't do it for me. I looked at the pictures. I wasn't into it. I like that you and I come down on very different divides on the fantasy football <laughs> <laughs> i don't like fantasy football either dan <laughs> me neither if, hey fun something that we agree on if our listeners want to watch along with us i do want to mention that the movie is at least streaming for free with commercials uh Ooh. on imdb uh because apparently that's a thing that's not going to help anybody with this commentary track <laughs> they'll figure it out you pause when the commercials come up uh but you can watch it for free on imdb tv or you can just get it it's everywhere movies are streamed you can afford the four or five bucks. And by the way, if you can, <laughs> there's other ways you can spend that money too, right, Dan? I'm so glad you mentioned that, Lex, because if you can afford the four or five bucks to rent a movie, then you can maybe afford the four or five bucks to become a member of The Incomparable. And I tell you what, we give you a lot more than just a movie because you get all of the commentary tracks for not playing with Lex and Dan uh, for not just this season, but you can go back and listen to the prior seasons too. And we have watched... A lot of movies, as we recently discovered, somebody on uh, the service Letterboxd has collected a, uh, a a playlist, as it were, of every movie we have watched on this show, and there are quite a few. Um, Thank but you, in, Rob Knight. Yeah, and in addition to all our commentaries, you can get a whole bunch of extra features, including some commentaries done by the rest of the Incomparable for a few popular movies you may have heard of. Uh, you get the access to the bootleg feed, which gives you live recording sessions. You can hear it 
everything that gets uh, eliminated from the final uh, edited episode. You can check out the total video kill video feed of the uh, total kill party kill podcast sessions. Uh, you can basically check out anything that we have to offer, and there is so so much. And you have a variety of choices uh, if you want to support us, starting at membership plans that begin at five dollars a month and go all the way up to twenty dollars a month, and they each have uh, some different perks associated with them. So, very reasonable, great way to support your podcasters who are providing you all this valuable content while you are stuck at home and forced to listen to valuable content. So, And hey, be excellent to each other. <laughs> that's that's a reference to a movie we watched in season one? One. I saw it on Letterboxd, so I was like, <laughs> hey, I remember that. It's a good movie. I saw it, thanks to well, you. Well, I, I still want to do, I, I still want to go back and do our sequel season where we watch sequels <laughs> to all the movies that we've seen. I'm definitely in. I hear UHF 2 is really good. <laughs> <laughs> Mannequin 2 is not, but we can still watch it. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, Dan... I have some great news for you. All right. Top tier news. Tell me this news. I have championship news. You have now seen Rudy. <gasps> I have seen Rudy. That's true. Tell it, me what you think. It was pretty good. It's So I was thinking at the end there as we finished watching it, and as uh, <laughs> I will tell you and listeners, my wife came up behind me during the climactic scene watching, because <laughs> she had seen it before, but she was, she was just like, she's bawling. <laughs> oh really my wife is a soft touch <laughs> she, has, had she does she know the movie oh yeah, yeah. she'd see she's seen it before um yeah so but she uh i see he was a fan in the stands mr rudiger uh, he's in there somewhere yes yeah she was she was tearing up a lot but you know she tears up at commercials so you know eh. yeah, i mean i actually am also an emotional movie watcher i tear up i think a tiny bit when he like makes the jeffrey practice squad yeah my cousin uh, I see where you. I mean, I, I get it. I, I think the um the word that came to mind when we were watching, especially just the end there, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but is schmaltz like, <laughs> which yes. is this is a schmaltzy movie, and like there's nothing wrong yes. with that. Like it, it is designed head to toe to be a schmaltzy movie, where it's like yeah, it's a tear, it's tear, but it's like it's it's a happy tearjerker. So I think it executes well on that premise. Sean Astin, I, I enjoy Sean Astin. I think he does a great job here. Even though that character, maybe it's just because it feels a little dated, but like, oh my God, like some of it is just the Jesus Rudy. <laughs> so there's a lot of just the, the, the over the topness in the way that he behaves and like just his, I, I guess like naivete, I suppose, which is at times refreshing, yep. but at times just like a little bit over the top. And so this is not. A Disney movie, but no. it feels like it a Disney feels movie. Like, like this a is Disney one that they movie. describe. Yeah. It's got it's got worse language than a Disney movie, but this is one they describe. This is a feel good movie. Sure. Uh, did it make you feel good, Dan? Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed that. I like watching him getting carried off the field after all, everything that he did. Like, I mean, I, I enjoy the whole idea of you know the essentially the guy who just doesn't know when to give up, right? Like, so I don't know. You, you're not you're not a Marvel movie watcher, right? But you have you seen? Uh, I've seen a couple. I've seen a couple. Have you seen the first Captain America movie, the one that takes place in World War II? No. 
So like no. Captain America essentially is very much like a Rudy like character, which is like he's a he's a, a wimpy guy, but he like he's really like scrawny and everything, but he never gives up, right? Like he keeps getting knocked down, and essentially when he is chosen to become Captain America, it's because he's got the heart for it. Like even though he's Would not, you say he gets knocked down, but then he gets back up again. You ain't never gonna keep him down, Lex. Okay, mm-hmm. but I, I like that. I like that story, and and I feel like a lot of superheroes have that element going for them. I mean, I think Spider Man has an element of that too, which is the like, I'm a you know, I'm not like you know a big guy like superhero like Superman or Batman, whatever. But like, I am indefatigable, right? Like, I am just gonna keep taking the hits, and I, I like that as a character because it shows it shows character like you know there's there's something to that that's much more interesting to me as a character than somebody who is just like well i'm really strong and i'm gonna breeze through life because everything's super easy for me right like the test of character is is how you how you behave when you know you get knocked down as it were uh physically or emotionally and i think that's a that's a theme that resonates with me and i think it's you know it's clearly the theme of this movie like and I think that you can watch this movie and before you've seen it you'll know what the story is. Sure. Yeah. Um, there were no there were no surprises really. Right. And like they do the the movie is patient in some ways, right? Like he gets uh he does not make the he doesn't get into the school, he doesn't make the the right. list of players for that game over and over again. And they're like they're patient with it because they know that you'll tolerate it because they know you know the only reason this movie exists is because it happens. But right? it's a like, stake race it's stake racing too, right? Like yeah. there's all there's a lot of having that opportunity of like, oh, there's another hurdle, right? Like and and I and that feels realistic too. Like I will say from my life in particular, like when I was working on getting published, right? Like there, there are all those hurdles and every time you pass one, like, Oh, there's another one, right? Like, Oh, you know, you managed to finish a book. That's great. Now you got to get an agent. Oh, you got an agent. Great. Now you got to sell that book. Great. Now you got to sell the next book, right? Like, it's like, you know, there is an element of moving the goalposts in there, which I hope they don't do in football because that seems like it would be really illegal. Um, But I I sympathize with that feeling of he, in some ways, he starts with like a dream, which is this one specific thing of like being on the team. And there's both the element of like, he doesn't realize how many steps there are in between there, right? Like he just shows up at at Notre Dame and and like, I'm going to call it Notre Dame. I'm sorry. Uh, He just shows up in Notre Dame and is like, I'm here to be on the football team, right? It's like, well, kid, you know, (laughs) there's like, there's like eight different steps. Um, And and it's the thing that's tough for me in, in reconciling his character is like reconciling the, my admiration for the, the never giving up aspect with the, uh, balancing that with like the just if I just ask for things long enough, like I'll get them because that to me is the part that feels more frustrating because you know uh, I, I under, he he puts the work behind it at least, but like there are definitely parts in the movie where it feels like he just kind of blithely tries to do things because it's like I should yeah why not I'll just ask for a job working in the stadium I'll ask to be on the you know I'll show up for the booster club even though I'm not a Notre Dame student right like and sometimes that's a little infuriating because <laughs> it's, it's not it cool. is infuriating but it's also what I love about him like I don't know how much of that is yeah is no real I get how it. much of it is movie magic but like I do love uh, it, but it's only because it works right, right. Like, it's, it's like an anti-entitlement <laughs> thing right like it's like if that was yes. if he come from a better background or whatever like you would be like oh what a douchebag <laughs> he just thinks he deserves all these things but instead it's like no essentially he came from nothing and is just you know he's he's just 
sticking with it until he can do it. Uh, what I find fascinating about this movie in part is that it is a true story, mm-hmm. uh, that it's largely faithful. They make up some things, right? Uh, of course, because the movie, like his his jerky brother, Frank, right, does not exist. Okay. It's like an amalgamation of all the people who didn't believe in him. Um, the coach, Dan Devine, was a champion of Rudy. He was like, I'm going to put him in a game. Like He didn't have to be convinced. And okay. Apparently, the real life coach hates the scene where all the players put their jerseys on his desk because he's like, if they did that, I would have cut them all from the team, <laughs> um, which I think is fantastic. But I think there's, you know, there are uh, there are people who don't love sports, which I totally get. There's people who don't like football, which I totally get. And then I think that most of those people are like, well, I'm not going to watch a football movie. This to me doesn't feel like a football movie. It feels like, no, you know, I, uh, uh, to your point, like a cheesy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, movie. Uh, I don't want to compare compare it to everybody again, but. <laughs> I've never seen everybody. (laughs) No, but I mean, you know, compared to like Friday Night Lights and um, this is much closer to Invincible than it is to Friday Night Lights, right? Like Friday Night Lights was a was a movie about football. And this was a movie about a guy who does not want to give up. And it just happens to be in the veneer of football. And like I said, that that that's that archetype of character I find very compelling and the fact that it's, you know, a, a real life story certainly adds a lot more weight to it on top of that. But yeah, yeah. it's it's um it's not it doesn't feel like as even at Friday Night Lights which is made what? What did we decide? Tw- 12 years later, more than a decade later, feels yeah. a lot more celebratory of football than this movie does, right? Like people get beat up a lot in this movie and nobody goes on about like how great a game it is and like how it means everything, right? Like that's <laughs> nobody spends the time on that in this movie. They just point out like, look, this is just what he wants to do. He really wants to do it. He loves football. We're not making a value judgment about how good or bad football is. We're just pointing out that, you know, this is what he wants to do and he's not going to let yeah, anything And in stop many him. ways, like the, instead of talking about how important the game is, it's like how much his dad cares. Right. Which yeah. is kind of like how football is for me. Right. Cause like, I, I don't, I definitely don't want to go out and play and get dead, but <laughs> I like to see my team win. And it used to be, there were, uh, there was a period of time before I had kids, uh, although not directly related to that, but like if the Eagles lost on a weekend or whatever day it was, I'd be, I'd be like sad for the rest of the day. Like, I would be unhappy. It would affect my mood. Hmm. Uh, the same thing used to happen to my dad. And then over time, I was like, this should not affect my... Like, I should be allowed to be happy if they win, and I can be bummed if they lose a game, but it shouldn't then affect the rest of my life. I should sure. be able to move on. Yeah. There's some fans who cannot. I did eventually train myself where I can be annoyed and then almost laugh about it. Uh, because uh, Eagles fans, like Red Sox fans, are long-suffering and then had one great thing and now, like, never complain anymore because, hey, you won the championships. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I, um, it's never, it's never, I've never been enough of a sports fan to really care. Like, even when I was going to Red Sox games as a kid, my dad was taking me and that was, like, the point I was most into baseball. Like, yeah, I never, it never really got to me. I mean, the closest I would say is, like, you know, the Sox losing to the Yankees uh, before, you know, they had won the World Series uh in 2004 like it just there were certainly times where like oh man like so close again oh well on to next year but like it was never a thing that was like the a lasting uh sadness to it for me i was just never invested enough so as i'm i'm thinking about some of the remaining football movies in this season this football season and there are a couple other schmaltzy ones so i'm going to make sure we break up the schmaltzy ones for you that's fine i feel like two maybe three more schmaltzy ones Man, I had another good, I feel like I had, did I say my other good title for this instead of football season? I had one at the beginning of the show and I've forgotten what it is now. Oh, well, oh, they'll come back to me. I don't think you did say it. Uh, I had it. It um, was a good one. Trust me on that. 
I do trust you. So I, listen, I think it's a good movie to have seen. I think it's also fun to see, yeah. besides very young Sean Astin, to see very young Vince Vaughn. And John Vince Favreau. Vaughn as he's credited, and very young John Favreau. Like, that's... I, I'm a big John... I've been a John Favreau fan for a very long time. Like, I... Um, I saw Swingers pretty early, and I really... Have you seen yes. Swingers? I love that movie. It's... Many times. That was probably the movie my friends and I quoted the most in high school. Oh. Uh, well, Lex, you know, you're so money, you don't even know it. Um, I don't. I, I love don't. that. I, I love that. I love that movie deeply, even though it's... <laughs> I know you love movie soundtracks. I love that movie soundtrack. That's got that a good soundtrack. good soundtrack. It does. Uh, I will frequently... I don't know as much as I used to, but uh, my, one of my favorite bits from that is uh, uh, the uh, actor Alex Dizzer, who plays the... I forget what his name is. I forget what the character's name is. But like, there's the scene where the interminable parties, and he goes... He's got a bit at one point where he's just like, this place is dead anyway. <laughs> Yes, and like that line. Anyway. I always say that whenever I'm leaving, like whenever I'm leaving same. a party. This place uh, is 100% dead anyway. the same. So I like this is nothing we have in common. Yeah. My two favorite swingers moments are: I do love the um, the answering machine scene, yes. which like kids <laughs> they would even get. I cannot there are other fish in the sea, I, and I cannot I get Kat to watch that movie because she does not like awkward moments. And the scene where he keeps oh. leaving the answering machine message is probably too much for her. <laughs> I, 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 my absolute favorite scene is it says here breakfast anytime. I'll have the pancakes <laughs> in the, the age of enlightenment. Yep, yeah, that's good. And then, like, eight minutes later in the scene, should have gone with the Renaissance. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. I think should have gone with the Renaissance so much. But wait, wait, hold on. There's a hold your horse, hold your, what's it? Uh, hold your horses. Oh, crap. I can't remember. The, the waitress has a good comeback line at one point. Where oh, it's, Voltaire. Hold, hold your horses, Voltaire. Voltaire. That's right. <laughs> Um, but we were talking about the swinger. I'm connecting this all back to the podcast. Bring it back. Bring it back. Uh, swingers has a good soundtrack. Yes. You mentioned during this movie that you liked some of the, the stirring instrumental I did. soundtrack. I did. This is Jared Goldsmith. John and McCain, I, and I in his Jared presidential Goldsmith. run, used some of the instrumentation mm. from Rudy at his campaign. Events, I, I would also. Stirring music. I would also believe that this is the kind of music that has been used probably for a bunch of other stuff. Like I was watching and thinking of like, you know, when they cut stuff together, packages for like the Olympics, like yes. this is the move. Yes. This is the music they use in the background <laughs> for that. A hundred percent. This has been used for some kind of sporting uh, package yeah. somewhere because it is because this is that movie. It like, is this, that like movie. there's other things that reference these things, but this is the thing. This is the archetypical one, right? This right. is the reference exactly. point, I think. Yeah. And I, and I think it really, uh, it has a great, it, I mean, Jerry Goldsmith is a, he is a legend for film music and, and this is exactly what you hire him to do, right? Like the uplifting orchestral theme, that's his sweet spot. And I think he really does a great job here of, uh, you know, I think good movie music makes a huge difference. Like if you, if we went back to last week's movie and you asked me like any part, is there even music in that movie? Like like a score there may be but like i have no recollection of it um right and i think that's you know a good good a good film score can really elevate a movie and like really hit you on different senses um one of the reasons i love so much of star wars is because john williams scores for those movies are they add a whole nother dimension to the films um and so i think that's i think though if you had taken some of those climactic battle scenes in star wars and used this really soundtrack (laughs) it would have worked great that's all i'm saying 
that's fair that's fair <laughs> um but dan I'm, I'm glad to have watched rudy with you i haven't yet decided what we're going to watch next time i think it's going to have to be gritty i think it's going to have to be Wait. grittier and my, my oh, not, heart not is the thing, is not the flyer is no whoever the, not the, the mascot mascot <laughs> no but i'm thinking it's probably it's either going to be any given sunday or varsity blues and i'll have to make a decision two very different movies probably it's going to be any given sunday because varsity blues gets a little schmaltzy all right well that's fair any given Sunday, which is going to be like a three-hour movie, it's two hours, two and a half hours. I know some. St- I, I definitely have seen trailer. I saw trailers for that because that came out in sort of the height of my movie watching, mm. and I know a couple things about it. But we'll, we'll cover oh, that good. when we get there. Good. Well, Dan, thank you, and to our listeners, thank you, especially the ones who watched along with us. You're our favorite listeners. Ah, uh, you're the best. But until next time, keep watching the falls. <laughs> I'm See, small. <laughs> I could slip finally, through the bars. Finally, it came in useful. That's a pretty shoddy job locking those doors there. Yeah, it was a different time, Dan. <laughs> Security was them, more implied. I just like to see them later like, only a child could have slipped through these doors. <laughs> <laughs>